Welcome to the elections edition of Beach, Beach Weekly. Weekly, a podcast from the Daily 49er at Long Beach State. Beach Weekly! Yep, I'm James Chow. And, and I'm Emma DiMaggio. Yeah, and Emma, what did you do on election day? Um, I was running super late, so I cast a provisional ballot okay. at a place, like, right across the street, and then I told my boss I was working, but I actually went to go buy some boba before I went to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I had my sticker on still, so it seemed really legitimate, yeah. even though I had the boba when I came in. Okay. Um, what did you do on Elections Day? Um, what did I do? Uh, I did not vote. You didn't vote? Because I voted the day before. Oh, okay. And then I turned in my mail-in ballot. Dear God. Oh, my God. That jump scare, though, you know? How late can you turn in your mail-in ballot? I turned mine in at one of the, the drop-off locations. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you didn't, like, literally mail it? Mm-mm, no. Yeah, maybe I used the terminology wrong. But I definitely <laughs> did turn in ballot, for sure. Um, so, Dems, baby. Dems, baby. <laughs> yep. got the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Democrats won the majority of the House of Representatives last night with 26 more Democrats than Republicans. Mm -hmm. I was really shocked. I was looking at it earlier on. It was very much a toss up, you know, we had a lot of votes to come in. And then my boss came in all happy, gave me a big high five and was Mm. like super stoked about us winning. So they only needed 218 to win the House and they got 222. So that's great news for people who want to kind of slow down President Trump's agenda. Definitely. In terms of Congress, it's still divided. 51 Republicans, 44 Democrats, and two from other parties. A good sign is, according to the U.S. Election Project, this year had the highest voter turnout for midterm elections since 1970. Okay. Wow. I mean, More millennials, people, you know? Have you gone to a midterm election before? Um, I vote in the primaries. Yeah, I voted in the primaries. I remember voting, um, I think, for Bernie and Cal Poly slow. Yeah, I um, voted for Bernie in San Diego at the time. Yeah. It was, like, super late at night at, like, a fire station. Right. Yeah, mine was at the university. It was really awkward. That was my first time voting, I think. That was my first time voting, too. Maybe yeah. that's why I haven't voted in a midterm, because I literally haven't been old enough yeah, literally. to vote in one. So I don't have to feel unqualified to do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so 114 million votes were cast in the House this year according to estimates from the new york times mm-hmm. so that's up 83 million from 2014 okay oh, that makes sense 2014 yeah. i was not a person yet i was 17 in 2014 i was 16 okay so okay um yeah so when it comes to california uh looks like gavin newsom is our new governor and he campaigned on providing health care for all Uh, bringing in more construction for housing and finding ways to combat climate change through renewable energy sources. And I know that's the kind of thing that he's been antagonizing Trump for, or a lot of opposers to climate change. He's a very prototypical California (laughs) governor, it seems. Exactly. Very very liberal-leaning man. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In the rest of the state's elections, uh, at the time of the recording of this podcast, Dianne Feinstein retained her seat as a Senate representative, and Alan Lowenthal, who represents California's 47th district, which contains Long Beach, is projected to win his re-election. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good job. People must really like him. Yeah. People, I don't know, sometimes I was listening to NPR about, like, voters' remorse, and sometimes they don't have any remorse to the third time that they elect him. You Mm -hmm. know, it takes a little bit for them to go bad. Yeah, not everyone could be an FDR. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, in terms of midterm propositions here in California, we had 11 props hit the ballots this year statewide. <laughs> we started with 12. But if you notice your ballots get from 8 to 10, it's because Prop 9, which proposed splitting California into three separate states, was taken off the ballot by a Supreme Court ruling. Basically, it wasn't specific enough to cater to splitting in one of the biggest states into right. three and figuring out all the stuff that goes along with that. So there was no way that was going to happen. So thankfully, I think some environmental group took it to the Supreme Court and got that taken off. But other than that, there was a slim majority of props passed. I think six passed and five were denied, Mm -hmm. not passed. Correct. Of those that made it, we have Prop 1, and Proposition 1 is going to authorize $4 billion in general obligation bonds for existing affordable housing programs. So those programs are meant for low-income residents, veterans, and farm workers, among others, and it's expected to cost about $170 million per year over the next 35 years, which is kind of the downfall of getting all these bonds, is that in the end, they can like double or triple their value and just how much we're paying back. But right. it seems like a lot of these housing problems were in great need in California of that. Prop 2 funds a program that finances housing for people with mental illness. It also allows states to use $140 million per year out of their county mental health funds, which they already have, to pay for bonds that fund housing for people with mental illness that are homeless. And I know that we have a lot of mental health very specific housing going up around Long Beach. That'll definitely affect us, or at least our ability to carry on with those. Prop 4 authorized $1.5 billion in bonds to fund grants for construction, expansion, renovation, and equipping of qualified children's hospitals. And I heard these referred to as nonprofit children's hospitals. So that may be one of the qualifications to get those upgrades that are paid for by the state. Prop 7 was just a throwaway. No one really cared about it. Daylight savings time. It basically lets California legislators vote to change the daylight savings time period with a two-thirds vote as long as it lines up with federal regulation. I hope that they don't change it too much because your boy got a lot of sleep thanks to this daylight savings change. Did it change? When did it change? It changed this past Sunday, I believe. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you got the You know, I never noticed. Mm-hmm. I always am so exhausted that whenever I just wake up and I'm like, wow, I'm extra exhausted today. It's just <laughs> right. like a part of my days now. Every every day for me is dark. So, you know. <laughs> every day is dark. <laughs> every time I leave the newsroom, it's it's always dark. So Yeah, me too. Every time I leave the newsroom, I see the sunset sometimes. I'll get like thirsty and I'll go outside. Right. Um, And then I'm like, wow, the beautiful sunset. And then I leave and it's like freezing cold. Yeah. And my hair's whipping around in the wind as mm-hmm. I walk to my car. Definitely. So as long as it's daylight savings time that gives me more sleep, mm-hmm. they could just every year give me a little, like an hour more of sleep. Yeah. And that would work great for me. You oh, know? definitely. I'm, I, I thrive when I'm, when I'm dreaming. I thrive when I'm unconscious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Prop 11 allows private sector emergency ambulance employees to stay on call during their breaks so from what i understand the concept is that if a worker gets a 15 minute break and they receive a 911 call 12 minutes into that break they get a whole new break to account for their response okay so rather than splitting their breaks up a bunch you know they work long hours Mm -hmm. they get a whole new shift and it makes sure that someone is already or a whole new break rather but it makes sure that someone's always on call we're not losing Mm -hmm. prop 12 establishes a minimum requirement for confining farm animals also prohibits the sale of meat and egg products from non-compliant farms so the animals accounted for 
In the prop include egg-laying hens, breeding pigs, and calves raised for veal. Okay, and this is a proposition that outlawed uh, Prop 2? That's the right term? So Prop 2 happened about 10 years ago, and Mm -hmm. it kind of had the same kind of requirements where animals were supposed to be able to stand up, turn around, get up and down, and have a space. But someone took it to court saying that it was too vague, and then some people are criticizing this one, saying that the amount of space that the specific amounts of space that these hens, pigs, and calves are given is not actually as much as they were given in the previous proposition. Okay. So we'll probably be waiting on seeing if this is actually enforced. Right. Um, I don't know how much time they have to do this. They must have seen it coming, but I don't know if they certainly knew that it would pass or not. So of those that didn't make the cut... Prop 3, which was supposed to fund projects for water supply and basically help water supply and quality, watershed, fish, wildlife, water conveyance, and groundwater sustainability, and it was going to cost $8.9 billion. I kept looking at it, trying to see how exactly they were going to do this. They were just going to dole out funds to companies, and I couldn't really figure it out. Mm-hmm. But um, I was reading into it, and it was basically backed up by big agriculture that were going to use the infrastructure to their advantage. So a bunch of the people that gave a big thumbs up to it were California Rice Industry Association, California Fresh Fruit Association, Western Growers, California Trout. So it's probably a good sign that this didn't pass because I don't think that the civic population, you know, was really going to benefit. It was big aggro. (laughs) Big ag. (laughs) Big ag. (laughs) Prop six, the gas tax which would have required that all increases in the gas tax go through voter approval, was not passed. Basically, money from the gas tax goes towards road repair, infrastructure, transportation funding. Currently, fuel and gas taxes will continue to pay for highway and road maintenance repairs, as well as transit programs. Okay. So we looked it up, and it's 72 cents on the gallon. 71 cents. 71 cents on the gallon. Um, And the rest of the country is around 50 50 cents. cents. So... Next, Prop 8, which was going to require kidney dialysis clinics to turn in fiscal reports each year. It's also going to prohibit clinics from refusing to treat patients based on their payment source and kind of limit, you know, cap their income a little bit. They had a bunch of commercials of people, like, saying that, oh, all the dialysis clinics are going to close and my grandma's on dialysis and she's going to die. She has to have dialysis. And they're basically propaganda, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So a coalition led by DaVita and Fresenius Medical Care, the two companies that control a combined 72% of the dialysis market in California, gave $110 million to a campaign to beat the measure, contributing the most money raised for a campaign in state history. They have an operating income of $1.5 to $1.6 billion a year. I mean, they they got it. Yeah. Their commercials work. They don't have to turn in fiscal reports. They can refuse people based on their payment source. These people, and you think about dialysis, like people who need dialysis need it or they're going to die. And whenever you see these emotional commercials talking about how they're not going to be able to stay afloat, the dialysis clinics are going to disappear, 100,000 Californians use it, whatever the number is. That can be like a real tearjerker, you know? Like, you feel responsible for going out and voting on it. So we'll see if maybe in the coming years another dialysis prop will come in. Prop 10 as well. People were really upset about this. Rent control prop was denied. So it's not like there's not any rent control anymore. It basically, the prop was going to repeal current restrictions 
and give counties and cities more control over what kind of rent control they wanted to impose on residential policies didn't pass. So it doesn't mean there's no more rent control. The former policy is still in place, but cities and counties won't have their own jurisdiction over how they set the prices. As for Long Beach, uh, five measures were presented on the ballot, and they I believe they all passed. Yes, I'm, un- I'm under the impression that they all passed. Yeah. Under Measure AAA, the city auditor would be given new duties, including the power to uh, conduct performance audits and have timely access to city documents necessary to complete all audits, which uh, this basically means that they'll have access to all reports relating to finances prepared by any city department, commission, office, or agency. So it's supposed to eliminate ambiguities in their job description and kind of make it clear what exactly they have access to and what kind of duties they can perform. Exactly. Uh, Measure BBB. This is not the Lonzo Ball brand. This is a... (laughs) 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 But but, uh, this ensures that uh, caps on term limits for city council members and the mayor. So this means that elected council members could only have a maximum of three uh, four-year terms. I don't know. I think that's always good. Stuff changes, you know, from when people first start, you know, like it's nice to have new people always flowing into government, kind of freshen things up, especially after you've been there for what, 12 years? 12 years. That's a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. you get a little too comfortable, I think. Yeah. And we need uh, some fresh faces up in there. Yeah. Yeah. Measure CCC allows for the city to create a seven member ethics commission. This commission would basically oversee and place provisions of the ordinances and statutes on issues like campaign finance, lobbying conflicts of interest, and governmental ethics. Measure DDD would create a 13-member Long Beach Independent Redistricting Commission, which does what the title suggests. Uh, The commission would be the only one to establish council districts every 10 years. And the highly talked about Measure WW would give hotel employees panic buttons. Hotel workers can use these buttons to report threatening conduct and other emergencies, since a lot of the times these kind of assaults go uh, unreported to the police. It also limits the amount of overtime they can have, so none of their overtime can be involuntary. Also, I think there are limits on how many rooms they can clean or be um, made to clean in a certain time period, so Mm -hmm. it makes their job a little easier. I don't know if they're making them clean inordinate number of rooms, but I know there are a lot of infrastructure projects going up, just development around Long Beach, so we're going to be seeing a lot more hotels, so this is definitely great for the future of housekeepers and employee workers or hotel employees yeah. in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's all yeah, of that's them. It. There that's weren't it. that many. Yeah, for, for Long Beach there weren't that many. For Long Beach at least. Mm-hmm. I didn't vote in Long Beach, so I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about Measure WW a lot, though. Yeah, it was a hotly contested, especially in City Council and in a lot of other groups have been rallying for rallying it. For it yeah. I knew for sure there were people in Academic Senate that were going out and pounding the pavement, trying to get people to rally up some yeah. enthusiasm for it mm-hmm. um so we'll see you in 2020 when <laughs> the big guns come out yeah hopefully we can maintain that blue maintain it yep Dems, blue baby. wave yep also are is anyone else sad about beto oh um i mean he in yep. texas mm-hmm. i was really hoping he's so charming yeah he dropped that f-bomb you know I mean, he got my vote. (laughs) (laughs) We're easy to win. We just put the little dots on the paper. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So catch you next time there's election stuff. If you don't want to read anything, then you could just listen to this. Yeah. Instead. Mm -hmm. That's everything you need to know. Exactly. If you want to learn more about every other state, then feel free to Google that. Yeah. And we also, if you need more information on the 
the props propositions themselves. Yeah. and measures we have in that information on our website. Yeah, we had two writers or one writer, <coughs> did both? Uh, yeah, no, we had two, two different Two different writers. writers covered both Long Beach and California as a whole with the propositions. So if you want to get more in-depth into that, there are articles online for you. Our regularly scheduled podcast will actually come out this Friday, and I have my voice back, and I don't sound like an old lady anymore, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a real one. Yep, and it's going to be the news roundup. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So uh, Overwhelmingly excited. Keep refreshing that Daily 49er page. and, and Over our, and over and over again. Yeah, and every, on Friday from 12 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. It will come out that day. That day, sometime between those time periods. And you'll get to hear our lovely voices again. Sick or not, me or coughing or <laughs> Emma and her old lady. <laughs> I try not, I just lose my voice once a year, so maybe not great as a podcaster. Fortunately, I do not want to be a broadcaster, so. Okay. It works out well. Yeah. I'll do a podcast. I like the podcast. Yeah. I like the news. Yeah. You can listen to this on your commute. <laughs> Outro music. Uh huh. <laughs>